in the endless reaches of the universe there once existed a planet known as Krypton, a planet that burned like a green star in the distant heavens. One of the planet's leading scientists, sensing the approach of doom, placed his infant son in a small rocket ship and sent it hurtling in the direction of Earth just as Krypton exploded. Because of the amazing powers that this child possessed, he grew up to become what mankind knew only as Superman. Superman was believed to be the sole survivor of Krypton's destruction, but what many don't know is that two others recently made it to Earth. Lacking the superhuman abilities of their predecessors, they have taken it upon themselves to educate, entertain, and maybe even annoy humanity instead. They may not be faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. But they are... Ben and Vicky! Oh, intro, how wrong you are once again. At least, at least Ben is here, and instead of Vicky, we have the illustrious, that's what I'm going for today, Mason Smith. Oh, thank you. Prop Show's listeners may be familiar with him from our stint on uh, Breakfast Radio when we did Get Serial for one delirious week. Yes. Um, <laughs> Great contribution. I'm not Vicky Smith, but I'm Mason Smith, so I'm halfway there. That's true, we got the Smith collaboration, and isn't that what this show is all about? God, I hope not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Vicky, I texted her just before the show started as she's been known to cut it late in recent episodes. And uh, I'm like, where you at, girl? It's because, you know, I'm a black woman all of a sudden. And she just responded back with the single word car. So I don't know what that means in terms of how long until she arrives or if perhaps she is a car now, she's transformed, <laughs> maybe she got hit by a car, but it doesn't really help me uh, acknowledge how far off she is. But luckily, Mason was jumping in on the show right before us, and I'm like, wait a minute, I know this dude, why don't you start the show off with uh, me instead of the insanity of Vicky Smith? So on Vicky's behalf, I can talk about men in uniform, I can talk about guys not texting me back. I can talk about my dad, Rodney. Mm-hmm. But there's plenty more, more to come. But um, are there any prop shows? Are there any shows and props today? <laughs> there is, in fact. I was probably trying to plan this out with Vicky in terms of what we were going to talk about since I haven't seen her for a while. But she's had mysteriously on the running sheet for the last several weeks judgmental animals in brackets, especially cows. <laughs> so we may or may not be proposing something along that lines. I think it's finally time to work out what the hell that is. And uh, we'll have some more advice coming up later in the show because uh, that's been a regular segment that we've kicked off in the last few weeks. What is the theme for songs today? Good question. This week's theme is songs that I had stuck in my head. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, there's been quite a few over the last, I'd say, maybe month and a half that I've just not been able to get out of my head. And it's the kind of thing where it's like, I, I need to get some sleep now. I really, really would love to stop singing this song. It's not helping me in any way, but there's nothing I can do about it. So uh, these songs have been keeping me awake or just torturing me in my daily life. Some some of them I enjoy more than others. But, uh, like, for example, I almost included the DuckTales theme song. I love DuckTales. <laughs> it's been missing from the mainstream media. We, of course, Vicky and I, covered off on Scrooge a few episodes ago. A, a, a big member of the DuckTales family, but from the rest of the world, I would say, is largely being ignoring DuckTales up until last week, which 
begs the question, did they hear the show and be like, wait a minute, that's an amazing idea. Let's get back on the DuckTales bandwagon. I will give you more information about DuckTales after this. <laughs> okay, well, uh, yeah, I didn't include the DuckTales theme song, but that was just one song that I was close to uh, including because it was stuck in my head. But the uh, first one that we will go to right now is Awkward by San Cisco. And on the other side of the song, Vicky may or may not have shown up. We'll find out. That was Awkward by San Cisco. And uh, speaking of awkward, we've got to finish off on our DuckTales story before the uh, song. Here on the Prop Show, so I'm not Vicky, or am I? Well, you could do a Vicky impression, and uh, I'm sure most people wouldn't be able to tell the difference. This is Vicky! <laughs> yeah, there you go. Vicky. That's all you gotta do. Just say giggle a lot, and that'll uh, fill the void. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> was that Vicky or was that like Super Mario? No, Luigi. <laughs> a little from column A, a little from column B. But speaking of video games and DuckTales, they've remade the original DuckTales uh, video game. Yeah, the uh, original NES, the Nintendo version, which very old school, but that's why I had the song stuck in my head because they were playing it all throughout the trailer. Yeah. And uh, it's like the most catchiest, annoying song ever, but <laughs> you, once you hear it, you can't get it out of your head. Can I propose something? Sure. It's been lacking from the recent episodes, so I'm all for a proposal. I loved the DuckTales when I was a kid, and what I loved most, I think, was the ability to dive into money. He had the big vault, and all he did was just swim in it. You go swimming I, in dollar coins. I propose that we should make diveable coins. <laughs> Because if you did that in real life, you mm. would hurt yourself really badly. I feel like it wouldn't be viscous enough. You'd just be walking across the top of them. Yeah, but that's the thing. We Maybe we could get, like, new technology these days, get, like, malleable plastic kind of things. Maybe it dissolves into a fluid after a while and so you can just <laughs> dive into the money. Then you yank it out. You mm. yank it, like, one leaflet or whatever, and it just turns into a dollar bill. I remember back in the day, this is something that would never happen again. I was maybe eight or so, I'd say. We used to go to this public pool. And every hour, I guess, they would just throw money into the bottom of the pool. Who's they? The owners of the <laughs> like uh, Scrooge McDuck just goes Maybe. and just like throws it to the children. It's like, how, this was awesome as like an eight-year-old because it's like, well, I found a dollar. I can go use it at the uh, candy shop or whatever. I had to remove five bandages. Yeah, you probably have to fight a few people. And there's always the older kids who could swim to the very bottom, which I was unable to do most of the time. Yeah. But it's like, imagine doing that now. People would just have outrage for no good reason. <laughs> it's like, why are we making our kids fight over money underwater? It's so dangerous, but I, I loved it. And it's like, well, if you win the battle, you can buy an ice cream at the end of it. They learned that they, they need to uh, learn how to fend for themselves one day. Yeah, so why not? Just, <laughs> might have a, like a water war. Why yeah, not? Why not in an underwater battle royale? What, oh, what? Capitalism. <laughs> yeah, I think this is probably the precursor to Waterworld. And let me say that that's a world that I would love to live in. Vicky, she just texted in from uh, the hallway again saying, let me in. So uh, still several, what's this, like... I think nine episodes of the season down, and uh, she still doesn't know the door passcode. I'm not sure how much I want to let her in, but uh, I guess we can go to a song and finally start the show off properly. Thanks, Mason, for joining us. Feel free to check out Mason on Thursdays on Get Serial. Thank you, and I'll be on tonight for Sunday Suites at 6pm. He seems to be popping up on every show imaginable. We'll uh, go find out what the hell Vicky's been up to, and uh, we'll see you on the other end of this song, Ignorance by Paramore. Pam.
came out with ignorance and stepped into the studio. I am finally joined with <laughs> my co-host, Miss <laughs> Vicky Smith. It makes me sound like I'm a guest when I show up late, though. You're like, oh, I'm finally joined by Vicky Smith. Well, it's becoming a regular occurrence. And it sounds like today you've got a uh, legitimate Well, excuse. yeah, last time it just happened, but today I have a reason. I was just involved. Uh, my car was just written off. In some kind of radio stunt, I assume. Yeah, I just woke up and there was like a crane outside my house. I was like, oh, are we going to drive my car off the roof again? <laughs> yeah, we, so sick of this gag. I know it's Easter and all, but we're really low on things to talk about. So uh, Vicky's going to have to make a big sacrifice for the entertainment of our listeners. Well, I'm not sure to what extent the TAC will compensate me because part of my injuries are involved. Uh, like my coffee, I had a mega cappuccino mm. from uh, Gattaca and St Kilda. Thank you very much. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it exploded all over the cabin, including all over me. So I've got third degree coffee birds. And last night's Chinese takeout hit me in the back of the head. <laughs> well, is this not any kind of reason to start clearing out your car from now on? Well, yeah, I, I was seriously like wondering if I was going to die. Number one thought like, oh my gosh, I, is, am I going to like get forced off the road? Number two thought is I really need to clean this car. <laughs> <laughs> so you're okay? Just a few minor burns? Yeah, some burns and uh, some whiplash. And I, as you may know, if you listen to the show regularly, I fell in a hole at work. Mm. So I don't know how to really explain this. I was, I'm in shock. I don't even know what I'm saying. Like, I just... That's I spoke, all right. No one knows what you're I ever know, saying. I know, usually so saying. Like, yeah. I was speaking to my dad and I repeated myself about five times. And he's like, yeah, 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 okay, I get it. Like, I know. And I was like, no, like... And then I said it like another five times and he's like, you've literally said that now ten times. And I was like, oh, okay, sorry. I, I'm just trying to get my point across. Yeah, I was just, I'm just in shock. Like, anyway, um, but what were we talking about? I was just asking if you were okay. It seems like. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so you know how I fell in a hole. You know when you're breaking as hard as you can, mm. you're sort of like you've got your whole leg rigid, I guess. Yeah. So if you think about the action of breaking, you're completely tensed. It was the same leg. Oh, it's so, the one that you fell into. Yeah, the hole. so any damage that was done then <laughs> has been redone. <laughs> so it's like the crash didn't injure you, but the action of crashing. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's like when they say you were. Uh, oh, it's starting to really hurt. You fall out of an airplane you, when you're uh, skydiving or something. Yeah, it's the landing that kills you. No, no, the, oh. you die of a heart attack before you hit the ground. Really? I assume in some cases. I wouldn't say in every <laughs> case. But Not is, every person has ever gone skydiving. You. You had a heart attack in your leg. I did. I had a heart attack in my leg, basically. <laughs> there's, it seems like there's been a few texts come through. Any of those for us? Or? Well, Pebo was pointing out, because I said your, uh, your rather cryptic text of car, which <laughs> I was just like, well, what does that mean? Has Vicky become a transformer? <laughs> or is she? Where are you? Car. <laughs> yeah. Is she trying to point out all the different forms of transport that she's <laughs> taking now? It's like, well, I usually catch a train. This will uh, throw him for a yeah. loop. Yeah. That'll buy me an extra 10 minutes while he works this out on air. So Pebo was just pointing out that uh, she's obviously driving and can't text. Exactly. I don't know how that wasn't are you sure? Are you sure that one text message wasn't the one that caused the accident? No, I always text from the lights. I'm really, I take driving carefully very, I take, <sighs> I'm like starting to like get quite a sore leg. Um, I take driving carefully very seriously. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, you're not to blame in this accident. Someone else hit you. Yes, that's right. It was the weirdest thing. Like, you know, one of those car accidents where you're like, I really don't know why that happened. 
Like they're in the lane oh, next like to me. Their actions were like it wasn't. Not one of those accidents where you're like, oh, that's my arch nemesis. <laughs> yeah. Come to sideswipe me. <laughs> Damn, I, I really should be on the lookout for those guys more often. <laughs> exactly. I forgot that I was uh, in destruction derby all of a sudden. Exactly. It's dick dastardly and I'm in the dastardly yeah, yeah. races. <laughs> <laughs> no, not like that. I meant like, you know how sometimes you're like, oh, they obviously, you know, like you turn right and you're like, oh, I can see how they didn't see me like turning right yeah, or like, yeah. you know, it was like the last second. They were in the lane next to me and suddenly they were on top of me. You think like I've got right away, they've got a red light. Why are they driving into me? Well, yeah, it was pretty much like that. We were in lanes next to each other driving the same way and suddenly they were just forcing me off the road. Oh, driving the same direction? Yes. Oh, I thought they T-boned you or something. No, but they're just... we were driving in the same direction. They were right next to me and then suddenly I was being forced off the road. Someone's been playing too much Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, it was. Like they were really trying to sideswipe me. I thought this is like a stalker or something who's trying to get me out of the car. Yeah, yeah. I believe that is how Marissa died on the OC. I know. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, ugh. <laughs> how does it compare to our other car accident when... Oh, it was a, well, was a near it? accident, yeah. I guess. When we were driving to uh, Mount Buller one time, and there well, it wasn't was... as much fun because I wasn't in the car with anyone. You were by yourself on this. Ex- ex- but it was also kind of funny because there was flying Chinese everywhere. Yeah, yeah. If you see like the Hollywood slow motion version of Vicky's <laughs> yeah. car accident, there's just like noodles flying everywhere. Like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't see that in the uh, OC finale. I know. <laughs> there was. It was um, it was actually fried rice and stir-fry vegetables oh, okay. flying around the cabin and a coffee. It I was quite the meal. I imagine it like you were in space. and cause It was a bit like that. Had I opened my mouth, I yeah. would have had an entire dinner. It would be like Homer <laughs> eating all the chips. <laughs> Plus a coffee. I should have just opened my mouth and enjoyed it. What are the chances when, like several years ago, there was that a lawsuit against McDonald's because their coffee was too Gattaca, hot. Gattaca, watch out. Yeah. So it's like if you uh, need to get some extra money to pay for these car repairs, could you sue the coffee people for not applying the lid correctly yeah, or I know. for heating the coffee above regular temperatures? <laughs> Do you know You know when something makes so little sense that I assumed it must have been my fault, even though it was clearly wasn't? Yeah, yeah, you start to blame yourself and it's like, I didn't do anything, but maybe I did. Yeah, I was like, I must have. Like, no one just changes lanes and sideswipes someone. Like, yeah, <laughs> but it wasn't Dick Dastardly. Yeah, something. it wasn't. Well, uh, so I don't know how much sense I'm going to make during today's show. I'm like literally so in shock. Like my body is just now starting to quite hurt. So I might go to the first aid kit and grab some bandages. All right. Well, while Vicky patches herself up, <laughs> once again, we'll go to our next song. It's uh, In the Garage by Weezer. We'll be back oh, wow. right after Thanks, this. Ben. <laughs> That's just me. I forgot to mention that the uh, topic of today's songs are car crashes <laughs> and uh, Making fun of vehicles <laughs> that Vicky can't drive or locations in which you can't drive them. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah. we're going up next, Hollywood Forever Cemetery Sings. Well, I survived. So, <laughs> well, I'll give it time. Who knows how this uh, ankle injury is progressing? I'm like massively in shock, but it was the funniest thing to see flying Chinese and coffee. See, that makes up for it. As it long does. as you can ride off an expensive vehicle at the uh, sake of an entertaining story about Chinese food, it's all <laughs> worth it in my book. Thank you, Poons of Footscray. Poons of Footscray? Yeah, Poons is where I had my Chinese food oh, last night. I thought you were like mispronouncing Hoons or something. No, Poons is no Poons is where I bought my Chinese last night. It was delicious. You should go there. <laughs> I don't know how how any of this advertising is going to go down <laughs> if the sin executive. I but. I don't think I can be held responsible for anything I say today. <laughs> All right, good rule. Here's the song. <laughs>
I think we should institute that rule all the time. <laughs> bit of Weezer for you on the Prop Showzel. I'm your host, Ben. The whole song. Have you ever put my mic on? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I said was, in fact, it was the whole song, and then I said, have you even put my mic on? <laughs> well, Mason was in here earlier and he was using a different mic, so I ah, got Ah, well, sorry. We can't all be Mason, can we? We can try. He Some was... of us are outside being in car accidents. He was attempting to be you. Do you want to do your Mason impression? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely do my Vicky impression. Oh, Okay. So uh, so you're discussing a dream that you uh, had last night. You wanting to, me to be the judge of whether well, it is radio worthy? <laughs> you know, yes. Well, you should really should. I was planning to get here early until I was smashed into. But you know when you have a dream and you're like, that's amazing. That should be a movie or a radio play or something. Mm. Um, but then you're like, you, other people find your dreams so undeniably boring. Like other people's dreams are boring. It it's really depends. Sometimes you can... You can get into it. <laughs> Thanks for anyone <laughs> playing the <laughs> playing the uh, sound effect game. That was the rest of the coffee that Vicky didn't get burned with. <laughs> the, it, it really depends. Like sometimes on the rare occasion you'll be like, all right, that's I, I'm invested in this dream story. Yeah. But other times you're like, shut up. Yeah, hurry up. So feel free to ding me out. I don't know if you have a sound effect ding or anything or can quickly Google one. Or feel free to text in and be like, I'm sick of this story. There's got to be something on, on the computer. I just have no idea how True. to access anything. Anyway, 0427767767. Text in when you're tired of hearing about my dream. I might be able to play the uh, theme from Dr. Horrible. I All don't right, know. that'll do. All right, that's your yep. buzz. All right. That's what I'll start playing when this story gets boring. Yeah. Okay. So I had a dream last night. Do, do, do. You did. <laughs> and anyway, so it started off me, you were in it. Like all of our mutual kind of friends were in it. That's good because if I wasn't, you would be dinged already. <laughs> so all of our mutual friends that you can kind of think of were in it. I was there and you were there and you were there. But you weren't you. <laughs> yes. The Quoting t- from Martin Luther Dream. <laughs> <laughs> I feel from, free to go back to listen to the Tokyo Slumber Party Yeah, that was in the Tokyo. You're confused by that reference. Anyway, we were all camping together. Obviously not realistic at all since I would probably never go camping. No, it was more like going on a school camp. There's cabins and stuff. Okay. So I was thinking, oh, sweet, I need some time alone. Like, it'll be good to have, like, a bunk with someone else. But it was actually <laughs> dorms. What does that mean? No, like, I have me time. and them. I need some time alone with one other person. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I need some time alone with a second me. Yes. Yeah, but then I was like, oh, you're grown town. It's a whole bunkhouse. Oh, okay. So you wanted to just be one-on-one where you were now forced to live with like six other people. Well, you know, when it's like one-on-one, there's like times when they're not around and so you'll be by yourself and like... Oh, I see. But here you always have at least one other... Well, there's usually people coming in and out all the time, but if it's one other person, you can be like, hey, you know, I just want to spend an hour by myself. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll go for a walk or something. Sure. Anyway, so that's what was happening. And then suddenly there was an announcement of an alien invasion. Escalating. See, I was yeah. about to ding you, but now I'm, now I'm uh, <laughs> so, back like, on board. So, like, the TVs came on and it was like, you know, there's been, there's going to be an alien invasion. Everyone should prepare. But, you know, stay calm. It's going to be fine. They sort of played it like a fire drill. So we all went to an open area. So that was the plan. In case of alien invasion, meet on the Oval. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that was our alien plan. It was yeah. very similar to our fire plan. I feel like we just changed the heading. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, well, we didn't really think there was going to be an alien invasion. So I guess the fire plan's next closest yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, then we went to the quadrangle where I had primary school. 
Okay. Like my primary school quadrangle. Where was this camp taking place? Just... I guess somewhere near my primary school. In, was it like in a bush setting? Yeah, or... bushland. And we had access to TVs to hear about the aliens? I guess so. And then we were also quite close to my primary school, which mm, is in the birds. I know. So then we were there and the Queen was there. The Queen of England? Oh, well, yes, our Queen. Oh. God save her. <laughs> that was the only thing I could say at that point. Did you say that to her? No, I didn't. And then this band started playing quite loudly. Is anyone text three saying I'm bored? Yeah, I was about to, uh, about to ding you. Really? <laughs> well, this band element. It gets quite good. Uh, wow, you got one more. You got one more. Okay. All right. Well, this band started playing, right? And mm. then I told the Queen, like, you should stop this band from playing. You're going to attract the aliens to here. There were like American soldiers in the Vietnam War. I'm like, we need to be quiet and go underground because they yeah, are you coming think, to kill us. <laughs> you think if there's a large group of people and some loud music, that'll be the aliens' first target. Yeah, they'll come after us. Mm. So then Leah, a mutual friend of ours, was like, I'm going to go hide in the school. And I was like, good idea. I tried to tell the Queen. I was like, we need to go underground. <laughs> like, you should, like cut off the uh, city loop and we'll all hide in there, like, underground. Yeah. Um, and she was like, no, no, it's fine. Let's, it'll be fine. And I was like, it's really not going to be fine. Like, I just knew they were going to be... I'm surprised that you go that direction. I don't know if you've seen Cloverfield. No. They're walking through the uh, the tunnels in the city. Does not work out well for them. Oh, doesn't it? No. Mm, okay. I would not be following you on this plane. All right. Well, you weren't there anymore. It was me and Amelia and Brian and then Leah hid somewhere amazing. We didn't see her for the rest of the dream. She was just going uh, hide and seek and uh, you never uh, bothered to track her down. That's right. So anyway, then the dream started following Amelia and Brian and I disappeared somewhere. Your, um, your plot was getting boring. So yeah, like the I've sub gone story. Yeah, that's right. Amelia and Brian went to like Greensboro Plaza and kept trying to get underground. But it was like this crazy like nightmare. Um, I see you reaching <laughs> for it. I see you reaching for it. <laughs> crazy Plaza. nightmare, Greensboro Plaza, where the more you tried to go underground, the more you couldn't. So, like, no one was panicking, though. Like, like you, you just keep going down the escalator and it was always at ground level. Oh, you were trapped in Embassy Esher's Plaza. Yeah, pretty much. And so then an alien came and a woman was holding <laughs> it at gunpoint. What did the aliens look like if you were to choose? Was it the stereotypical grey, yeah, long, Yeah, pretty skinny? much. Okay. Pretty much like the one from American Dad, but not uh, a cartoon. Yeah, yep. yep. Roger the alien. Exactly. And then so he managed to disarm the woman who was holding him. Oh, and then there was a huge, like, big brother announcement that was like, no, don't do it, no, I'm nearly done. Right. And um, there was a huge big brother announcement, like, we've got one of the aliens, like, was like over the loudspeaker, and then the alien grabbed the <laughs> that gun. That would just make them more angry. Yeah. Why would you do that? Then the alien grabbed the gun and started shooting everyone. I see. Yeah, and there was, like, bullets flying past me, like Matrix style, while flying past Amelia and Brian, who I was watching. Yeah. As the omniscient narrator, in quite a postmodern manner, I started talking <laughs> to the main characters. You bookended the story. What? You just bookended the story. What does that mean? Like, when, when you, you know, narrate it up front and at the end. Like, no, no, no. I started talking to them saying, hey, if you see me, make sure you bring me back into the story and say hello to me. Oh, okay. But I was the omniscient narrator as well. So, like, Yo, guys, uh, I've been missing in action yeah, for a little bit from this story. It was. I was really enjoying my plot, but you guys seemed to go off on your own. And Pretty much. Annoyingly, I couldn't follow you. Exactly. I was like, if you see me, can you bring me back into the story? Like, I'm quite concerned. I haven't seen myself <laughs> Yeah, I might while. be dead somewhere, but I want to clarify. <laughs> so then they went down and there was this bar full of Irish white people <laughs> but it was like kind of bizarro, the real world. How long is this dream? Yeah, it was quite long. So then the, what happened was these Irish people were like, oh, maybe one day the world will be more fair and Caucasians will Rise be up equal. and take their true place? No, be equal with the other races like we've been. Like we've been suppressed? Yeah, well, they were the slaves, the to, Caucasian people in this dream. To black people or to aliens? 
to the other races. I don't know. There, there wasn't anyone of another race in this bar. Mm. It was like a white people bar, but it was like all run down and like you weren't, no one of other races would go there because it wasn't nice and it was kind of so sketchy. were they portraying the feelings of the entire world or just this one bar where they were being down to <laughs> entire world so yeah white people were the slaves in yeah. this dream so it's like in the real world white people is probably one of the larger races but well, yes. when all the others gang up on us we're drastically outnumbered yeah extremely <laughs> so then they started singing this irish song to say goodbye to their lives because the aliens were coming to kill them mm. and then i woke up i wish that sound effect didn't have like five seconds of silence <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think is that boring i thought it was amazing it's quite cinematic. It was very dreamlike. I don't I, I lie somewhere in the middle, I would say. Maybe it was like you had to be there. It was yeah. quite a good dream. <laughs> well, I just thought it was funny. As the omniscient narrator, I started interacting with the characters like, hey, where am I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Pebbo's uh, texting in again. He's saying, uh, you're not at fault, they are. I had someone drive into the side of my bus doing five to $6,000 worth of damage to the bus, ripping the right-hand side of the bus up, and they changed lanes into you. So, uh was it Pebbo? <laughs> no, it was not a bus. I know it wasn't. Actually, she got out of the car and she said it was all my fault. And I was like, don't say that. You should say that at the scene of the accident. You're like, can you say that again into my iPhone? Yeah, pretty much. Like, can you say that into this policeman's face? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, and she's like, it's fine. I'm a lawyer. Like, I know what I'm saying. Uh, maybe she's not a very good lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> so... In the middle, shit dream. I reckon it'll make a great movie. If you saw the cinematics, it was quite good. But there's a lot of unfinished threads. You might have to flesh out some of those Well, we just kept trying to get underground, but the aliens... It was just like, you know, that sense of doom, like the aliens are coming, the aliens are coming. Mm. Yeah, it was quite good. Do you think you can have, like, a follow-up dream tonight so you can finish off... I don't know, you've tried that. Yeah, I, I woke you up from quite a pleasant dream and you tried to go back to it. Did it work? I can't remember. I don't think so. Oh, damn. <laughs> it's about turkeys, I think it was. That sounds about right. Go <laughs> listen to the entire Insane Ramblings archive if you want to find my turkey dream somewhere. <laughs> There's also one about me performing a musical or something like that. <laughs> was Nookie by Limbisca. Haven't heard that one for a while, but they had uh, they had a new song out this I week, quite like so. Break Stuff by Limbisca. It's a good jogging song. <laughs> song. Oh, yeah. Add to your running playlist. Yeah, it is on my running playlist. It gets me quite riled up. What's your uh, your power song, as Nike would call it? It's changed a few times, okay. but I'll keep it to myself. Oh, actually... you don't want someone stealing your all your I power. I know, right? No, because you know Rockford's Only to Be With You? Yeah, we played it on the show before. It gets me going quite a bit. But like, you, are you saying that that is or isn't your power song? I'm not revealing it. It is on the playlist. What though. I'm trying to say is Rockford's Only to Be With You, if you want to pump me up and get me to do something, play that song and then ask me to do it and I'll almost certainly be like, yeah, okay, <laughs> like no matter what it is, like let's rob a bank. Like, All right. The, <laughs> yeah, the exactly. music, the theme song is playing. Exactly. What won't I do? That's right, exactly. Rockford's Only to Be With You really can get me to do whatever you want. We should like, do an experiment. Quite scary. One episode of this show where I try and convince you into some kind of scheme. <laughs> <laughs> you, Using. if you deny it, I'll play that song. And then after the song, I'll try and convince you of the same scheme and see how easy <laughs> it is to sway you. But uh, I ran into some high school acquaintance. Acquaintances. Quite literally or? Almost physically, not quite. <laughs> not carly? No, I did not try to drive them off the side of the road. <laughs> As is, I hear the new greeting. Uh, yes. Hey. <laughs> Maybe she just really wanted to. She thought you looked cool. Yeah. yeah. I believe that happened in Desperate Housewives one time. So maybe if that show is any track record to go by, you two will end up with a couple very soon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I ran into some uh, 
some high school friends, or like not even friends, acquaintances, as I said, is the right word, because it was those kind of people that you go to high school with. You, they're not like enemies, but you don't really talk to them. They're just in your class. Yeah, nomies. Nomies. Nobodies. Okay. But not nobodies. Like they're nobody plus normie. I like, you know how you've got the popular kids and the kids that people pick on? Not that that's right. I'm not saying it should be like that. Oh, Vicky defending the high school hierarchy here. No I, no, I don't want anyone to get picked on at high school. I'm just saying, like, in our high school, there was people that got picked on and there was people that were really cool. Yeah, I think people know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then there's, like, the normies, which was what we were, basically. <laughs> don't you reckon? Yeah, I think so. We were, like, uh, I, I think especially since I was at the same school since junior school. Yeah. That meant that we had classes of 12 people at some stages. Yeah. So it's hard to to have arguments with people when you're forced to Spend hang out so with them. so much time yeah. with them, like 11 years. Exactly. So uh, that helps you when you get to high school to just be kind of friends with everyone. Yeah, like I would say we were the friends with everyone, basically. But again, there's, you can't talk to everyone. you got your main groups and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is we're basically normies. Yeah, wouldn't you say? We're, like we weren't hugely popular. We were in the middle somewhere between the nerds and the jocks. Yeah, pretty much. We were the normies. So nobody plus normie, the nomies. <laughs> All right, glad we clarified that. <laughs> so I, was, I saw some nomies at the, <laughs> at the shopping plaza recently. Okay. And, Not uh, some aliens? They might have been aliens, but uh, I'll leave judgment at the end of I the story. I can't believe even I believe that Brian and Amelia are more interesting than me. Well, that, to clarify... Amelia is just one of our high school friends and Brian's her boyfriend. Yes. You feel that <laughs> should should people be given the opportunity to hang out with either one of their pair or just you? <laughs> Pick them, obviously. Yeah, Even the I do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it wasn't Brian and Amelia. It was just some girls from our high school. Yep. And I was waiting for another friend at the cinema and I was just texting or, you know, playing with your phone or whatever while you wait. Playing it cool. I That's w- what you were playing. I wish I was playing it cool. <laughs> this is my proposal. Yes. Is that there should be an easy way to play it cool. Or maybe you can help but me. But then it wouldn't be playing it cool if it was easy. Well, I need you to come up with what I should have done. Faint. <laughs> You're so cool you lost consciousness. I don't want to draw that much attention to myself because <laughs> no, then they would have probably I come so over. I so don't care about seeing you that I've lost consciousness. <laughs> that I'll, Actually, I'll will myself into a coma <laughs> yeah, in right. order to not interact with you. No, it's like I'm so cool that I care not to the point of seeing you that I've gone into a coma. Yeah. I don't even care if I speak to you, so now I'm in a coma. I feel that just... Being the only two people in the vicinity that had any sort of connection to me, they might then feel an obligation to see if I'm okay and try and nurse me back to health. <laughs> okay. And that would just worsen the situation. Because <laughs> okay. there's like in to paint the picture in the uh, cinema foyer that I was in, there's a lot of pot plants. And so I kind of felt that I was just lurking on the other side of oh, these shrubs. You felt you were like Dr. Livingston Yeah, or like observing them in the wild. <laughs> and then they spotted me on the other side of this plant. And it kind of, like now that I think about it, that might make it seem like I'm hiding from them. Yeah, or creeping around. Like, yeah. how, do you follow us often? But I was doing neither. I was yeah. just waiting Being for a friend. Yeah. But I couldn't, I didn't want to go over and start a conversation of like, no, no, I wasn't creeping in the bushes. I was just, just waiting for a friend here. and yeah. the bushes happened to be between the two of us <laughs> but yeah I needed like a good go-to move texting people see that and you can only mess with your phone for so long or 
people will be like, well, he's obviously trying to avoid us and looking like he's on his phone. On his phone, yeah. yeah. So we need some some device that people carry around to make them. A newspaper? I don't know if I even need, like, a prop. <laughs> like, because I don't want to have to carry around just a, a newspaper the whole... <laughs> For the rest of my life. Yeah, just on the off chance that I run into <laughs> some people that... It should be like a tiny known. newspaper that you can inflate with water. So it like just like I don't know, you can slip it in your pocket or in your mouth or something. And if you need it, just spit it out. Yeah, why am I why am I carrying water in my pocket? <laughs> I don't know. No. Okay, well, you just keep it like in your cheek and when you spit it out, it becomes a full newspaper to read. And people people walking <laughs> past are like, did you just pull out one of those fake cheek newspapers? Like, no. <laughs> this is a real newspaper. <laughs> it's probably got like eye holes cut out of it so I can like see when they're gone. <laughs> Like, look, it's all moist and spongy. You definitely just inflated that in your saliva. Like, no, I didn't. Carry on. No, it's tiny and wrapped in plastic in your cheek. Then you spit it out under the plastic and it inflates to a whole newspaper with eye holes cut out. But as soon as, what if someone that I'm trying to avoid catches me spitting out a giant newspaper? You just, I don't know. Well, you can't, I can't give you everything. All right, well, scientists get on that. Otherwise, what else can you do to look like you're playing it cool when your high school acquaintances drop by? And I need to, like, start smoking or something just so I can... I felt that in Japan as well because often I would have to hang out the front of buildings and I felt creepy, like... Being the one person, like, if you're hanging out with smokers. No, 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 like, I would wait for my friends after work. Mostly in Japan, obviously, it's big office buildings. Mm. So you're just sort of standing out on the street in front of a random building. And lots of office workers who have no idea who you are will walk past you. So it's (laughs) sort of like, why are you standing here, creepo? Like... Yeah, right. You feel like, again, this is some kind of, I need an inflatable newspaper Yeah, here. that's right. You should have started tending the plants. <laughs> <laughs> that's even worse because then they were like, oh, we've probably made something of ourselves since high school. Well, look at Ben. He just <laughs> tends to the presumably fake indoor plants at Hoyt's. <laughs> like, hey, girls, uh, <laughs> don't mind me. Making sure the fake plants yeah, are pruned. Just uh, trimming some hedges here. <laughs> Well, if if you've got any suggestions of how I can avoid these social awkward situations. I think I've got two great ones. Start tending the plants slash spit out a tiny newspaper with eye holes cut out. Yeah, but the tending the plants ones need some kind of shears or watering can to I often go and buy food and then sit there and eat it. But again, my friend was going to show up at any minute. It was Uh, just while that they were passing by. Yeah. That I needed something to not look like I was just sitting there in Survivor doing an interview through the trees. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I needed to get. Yeah, cameraman. A passing, yeah, film crew. And a buff. Yeah, yeah, I should always just uh, wear my buff. We're like, no, guys, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing just in urban Survivor. Survivor. <laughs> Shopping centre yeah, Survivor. It's season 26, they've clearly <laughs> run out of uh, locations. <laughs> like, how does Ben Moore survive at Hoyt's? <laughs> like, uh, it's been tough. The. Uh, Locals have been eyeing me off. I think the uh, the guy who tears the tickets is getting annoyed at me. <laughs> We're going to try hunting for food and uh, the uh, one of those guys that ushers. Ushers. The, the ushers are Usher, uh, looking Usher. very delicious after <laughs> after several days. Going to put this. a net over them. Yeah. So we're talking all things telecommunication now, Ben. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm glad you informed me of this. Have you ever received one of those voicemails to text? What do you mean? Like, you know when you leave a voicemail for someone and it's like, we're now converting that to text and sending it to them. 
No. Oh, so you've never even heard of this concept? I've, I've, I know that Google has a similar feature, like Google Mail, Google Phone or whatever you want to call it. Google Talk as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so that's the kind of same kind of thing. You can leave a message and it'll email you what the person said. Yeah, I think that... But I've never used it. I think I propose that they become more accurate because it's caused quite an awkward situation in my life. Yeah, the whole voice recognition software still is got a while to go. I propose we don't start using it until it's more accurate. Okay, well, what happened to you? Well, my friend, I think it's people with Onoptus, I believe. Mm. If you are on Optus, you get you leave a voice message and it gets converted to text and the person only receives the text, not your voice. Oh, so they don't even have the option? of No. That's weird. It's just text. So I left a text saying something completely innocuous like, hey, it's me, give me a call back was the last line. Yeah. So I don't know what the rest of the text said, but the end of the text came out as something along the lines of, hey, it's me or whatever. I've become involved with your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Was this just from one of your friends or something? Yeah, it was to a friend of mine. I was like, hey, it's me, give me a call back. Hey, it's me. I've become involved (laughs) with your dad. And and then what happened? Was she like, well, he's looking for love. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't he have a lovely young companion? No, she rang me back and she was like, excuse me. (laughs) What did she actually think that... You uh, had something going on or was nah, it? No, she just rang me back confused. Yeah, okay. Well, that was a good <laughs> what excuse. What about my dad? <laughs> if you needed an out. Yeah, be like, you, jokes. You, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, what I are said, you talking call about? me back. Yeah, it was no. just the text-to-speech thing. I, <laughs> I, I heard a, of a similar situation. There was a girl I was interviewing for work and she had just started using Siri. Oh, yeah. And she sent – no, her, I think her son sent her a text. Yeah. He was trying to set a reminder in his phone that was like meeting with mum 2 p.m. Yep. And it came out as have sex with mum 2 p.m. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's really bad. Yeah. Wow. So, like, imagine when wow. 2 p.m. rolls around, you're like, what? I did not schedule this. <laughs> but I gotta go with it, I guess. It's I guess in the if, schedule. If Siri tells me it's true, then who am I to argue? messed up. Yeah. It was also interesting that she decided to tell me that I'd never met this person before. <laughs> it's quite a funny story. That's a good one. Yeah, I guess. She's obviously been using it to do the The iPhone realm. is just ready for sex. I'm involved with your dad, have sex <laughs> with mum. Yeah, maybe uh, Siri is supposed to learn from our interactions with it. <laughs> maybe we've just taught it to be really horny. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were saying you've often got people sending texts to a home phone. Yeah, well, that's the other option. Instead of the uh, voice to text, you can get text to voice. Yeah. Where it just reads out your message if you're texting a phone that doesn't have SMS capabilities. Oh, crazy. And so it'll just be like a robot. It's like, hello, Ben. <laughs> I need to go to the shops. Eat up, Martha. <laughs> Eat up, Martha. That's a Simpsons reference. Oh, okay. That's really creepy. So, uh, oh, I was also late because I was listening to Sweet Caroline in the car. <laughs> it sounds like the evidence of your car accident mounting is uh, more and more in your uh, favour than this other person's. Yes. I just imagine you, like... Rocking out to Sweet Caroline. I was, and then suddenly it all went wrong. Yes. Sweet Cara, smash! <laughs> That's did, welcome to my life. Did that incident ruin that song for you forever? Like, like, were you gonna, I have nightmares of yeah, it. Yeah, you'll have post-traumatic flashbacks every time you hear it. <laughs> Probably. Well, next up, first Sweet song Caroline. on the playlist. <laughs> no, uh, we're unfortunately running out of time, so I have to quickly delve into our last what segment have we learned? and uh, discuss what we've learned today. I've learnt that finding coins under the bottom of the pool was the best 90s fad ever. Vicky was away for that second. Yeah, I was like, I didn't learn that. No. <laughs> I learned that you discussed something weird before I showed up. Yeah. I've learnt that 
having a, a car accident is a valid excuse to not participate in the opening moments of a TV, radio show. I learned I'm off the hook <laughs> in the last second. Well, if you have a mysterious car accident every episode from now on, I'll uh, get suspicious. <laughs> I've learned that lurking in the bushes outside of Hoyt's is uh, not going to make me look cool to passing acquaintances. I invented a newspaper that sits in your mouth and you spit <laughs> out to make yourself not look awkward. And what more could we want? What more could anyone want? I think- I've learnt that despite talking it up at the start of the show, we've once again failed to mention the uh, mysterious segment, segment, judgmental animals, including <laughs> cows. So we'll have to wait for that one for next week. We also didn't get to the time-sensitive letters of advice, which that's the problem with this show. If I mention something at the top of it, we're probably not going to get it. So uh, I'll have to learn to uh, not fill time that way <laughs> in the future. But thanks, everyone, for listening. I'll uh, play you out with some metric. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have Sweet Caroline on the playlist. But... Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll be here next week, Sunday at 1 p.m. I've been Ben. And I'm still Vicky. And feel free to check out the podcast and everything, facebook.com slash propshowsall. You can email me, vicky at insaneramblings.net. And ben at insaneramblings.net for myself. This is Metric with Lost Kitten. Thanks for listening. Don't say-